Welcome to this edition of the IWI CFITrainer.net podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the Youth Fire Setting Information Repository and Evaluation System, which is called WIFIRES for short. WIFIRES is a data collection project initiated by the International Association of Firefighters and funded by the Assistance to Firefighters Grant Program. Fire departments, mental health programs, juvenile justice programs, and other organizations that have contact with youth who have exhibited fire-setting behaviors can now anonymously report non-confidential information into the WIFIRES database. The data collected into the WIFIRES system allows analysis that helps us better understand the youth fire-setting problem and thus devise better prevention programs and provide more effective intervention to youth who have exhibited fire-setting behavior. So here to talk with us about WIFIRES is Pat Mazala, a member of the WIFIRES Steering Committee. She's a registered nurse and has been working on the youth fire setting problem for many years, including developing YSF programs with the National Fire Protection Association. Pat, welcome to CFITrainer.net podcast. Well, thank you very much for the invitation. Why don't you start from the beginning and tell us where the idea for WIFIRES came from? Well, I think that many years ago, uh, we started uh, on a national level to look at the youth fire-setting problem uh, in the United States and realize that children, uh, not just uh, older teenagers uh, or young adults, uh, children as young as three years of age were setting fires. And it really doesn't matter how old children are when they set fires, the outcome uh, is still the same. And it really doesn't matter what their intent is whether it's curiosity or whether it's uh, uh, an arson-related issue, uh, the outcome is still the same, a tremendous amount of death, dollar loss, and injuries. And this has been going on for a while, and this is not a new problem. We looked at the the issue uh, many years ago, and I'm saying as early as 1978. A team of us um, were brought together by the U.S. Fire Administration, and under a grant were able to Uh, discuss and design uh, a method of identifying children's motivations, but also the possibility of risk of future fire setting. We were able to train people to uh, train people by by way of uh, the fire department, uh, mental health people, and community leaders uh, in looking at these um, incidents and evaluating, you know, the family, the child, the motivation, uh, and coming up with some solutions to interrupt or interfere with the fire-setting behavior. And we know for a fact that the intervention process that we're training people to do uh, actually has some wonderful outcome, but we, we still didn't have uh, a national scope uh, that was pretty concentrated. And consequently, the International Association of Firefighters uh, decided that they were going to apply for an assistance to firefighters grant through the U.S. Fire Administration and FEMA to be able to bring together professionals from all around the country who were involved and dedicated in looking at the youth fire setter problem and providing these solutions and try to come up with a standardized data collection case management system, and that's what WIFIRES is. Okay, excellent. So, as you said, you've been working on this for many, many years. What's the updated goal? I mean, I, I understand uh, 
overall, we're trying to reduce the number of youth set fires, but what's the specific goal of why fires? The specific goal is, is a twofold level. Uh, first of all, to, to create um, a central location for practitioners who are actually dealing with individual cases in their communities to be able to log on to and with password protection put in their information case by case into a, into a, uh, a data collection that they, in fact, can use in managing uh, individual cases. But of all the elements that are in that data set that they would be um, including in their, in their case management, there are elements that will go into a national reporting system so that we can come up with a little bit better idea on the scope of the actual problem of youth fire setting in the United States. Right now, the fire statistics are being collected through the National Fire Protection Association and through the U.S. Fire Administration. Um, however, they are not really concentrated, uh, or they're not comprehensive, rather. And what we're talking about here is actually creating a comprehensive system where we can, we can um, uh, identify uh, on a better basis the, the scope of the problem. When you talk about the existing reporting, you're, you're speaking of ENFERS? Yes, the ENFERS reporting system, and uh, of course, NFPA puts out their report, and the U.S. Fire Administration collects it through ENFERS. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that all fires set by children are uh, recorded anywhere, uh, outside of the local communities, and they may be collecting their data, and that's not even as comprehensive as it could be because when children set fires, parents or caregivers don't necessarily report them, and by the time they are reported to a fire department, the fire is, is pretty massive and it requires fire department intervention. So again, there's it, it's a wide range of reasons and, and um, uh, types of fires that children set. So in this, the Wi-Fi system will allow for uh, a, a little bit more comprehensive view of what the scope of the problem is. Okay. So what was the development process like for Wi-Fi's? It was a very interesting process. Um, as you can well imagine, when you're talking about multidisciplines involved in a programmatic approach or a community approach to use fire setting, so because of the, all the variables involved, it was a pretty complicated process initially. Uh, to, to gather the right people together who are dedicated to working in this area and to really identifying the important elements uh, that need to be collected uh, in such a collective fashion. So there were, several, there were several meetings for the steering committee and then the stakeholders uh, who would be primary people involved. And, and because we were designing a website and a data collection system online, we involved uh, a number of different people um, through different companies uh, to be able to share uh, what they have to offer, but also people who already have data collection systems in place, such as the EMS people um, and, of course, the ENFRS people, and, and to try to identify the best possible way to design this. And they decided that uh, on the website, there would also be not only a data entry ability, but also a reporting system so that it's important if people are going to be case managing, as well as looking at national statistics, that they have a way to, to get results of the data that they're including. 
So the reporting system is being set up along with, you know, a, a training tutorial for people to, to use the data collection system and um, an area where people can actually look at reports and relevant art current articles on the youth fire setting problem. It's going to be, uh, it's going to expand in terms of, of what it can do, the website itself can do uh, for people in addition to including the case management area. Okay. So you talk about the uniqueness of this reporting um, different from Enfers and other places where you're, you're trying to get information, obviously, specific to the Youth Set Fire program. Um, talk a little bit, if you could, about the unique, you know, a couple of the unique sort of uh, key data collection points that you have and, and how you might use those, why they're important. Well, I think it starts everything from um, the age of the child, getting demographics, about the child's family is very important. It's really difficult because there are like 130-some data elements that people put in there. And, and when, you're, when you're doing an assessment with a child and family, you're looking for a, a number of different things. You're looking for behavioral things. You're looking for um, uh, social things uh, about the child. You're looking for demographics about the family itself you know, certain number of siblings, you're looking for disciplinary um, ways that parents uh, discipline the child. There are a whole number of, of different elements involved, so it's really hard to identify exactly which ones are more important than others. I think it's a collection of, of data elements that look at the child, the family, and the environment, and, and trying to extract, based on all of that, um, the motivation for the fire setting, which will dictate the intervention. We've learned a lot about this Youth Set Fire uh, program, or and you know, I know why fires is a separate thing, but as well as uh, some of the education and training that's going on related to Youth Set Fires, and it amazes me uh, the impact that it has, and again, how young some of these children start, um, and the extent of the damage that happens as it as it progresses uh, going unaddressed um, and I, I think absolutely I, I think that what we what we've really learned through the years in uh, in dealing with cases and training people to work with their youth fire setter problem is that if a child who starts setting fires at age say four five and six and when we're looking at overall what we know right now about children um, a typical age uh, for a fire setting especially with male children is between the ages of five and nine and if a child starts setting fires say at age five or six and nothing is done because people think oh well they're just boys or they're just playing you know they're just playing nothing serious happened and there are other elements in their social family environment you know that are that are not good the fire setting behavior, if, if the reason they're setting fire is not just curiosity and no one stops to really take a hard look at what this child's life is all about from all aspects and provide some necessary intervention and services, um, the child will continue to set fires through, through the years until some major thing happens uh, and, you know, life is lost or injuries or a tremendous amount of dollar loss. Uh, and and then, you know, then they get some attention paid to them. So what we're trying to do is get parents and teachers and preschool teachers and anyone who deals with young children who notice or know of a child's fire setting, fire play behavior, 
to really kind of seek some support. And it, it doesn't necessarily mean that every child, you know, is going to be referred to mental health for some serious issues or problems. That, that's not the point. The point is that many children fall through the cracks if, in fact, some attention isn't paid to both the educational issues around fire safety, but also to what they're trying to communicate through this fire play or fire setting behavior. Okay. So you have a big audience of folks that you're trying to get out to, um, fire departments, special intervention programs, juvenile justice systems, task task forces, fire marshal offices. You know, I I saw this list and it just sort of goes on and on. Who submits data uh, to Y-Fires? Y-Fires is open to anyone who's handling cases. So usually, uh, if it's going to be a multi-agency intervention, there will be, uh, you know, a lead person who collects the information and would supply it. There's a system within Wi-Fi's, and um, specifically, if you go on Wi-Fi's website, uh, there will be instructions on submitting. And what what they want to do is to identify a program. Uh, so it's not going to be just, you know, 20 people seeing this child uh, is going to. They're going to submit information separately. It's not going to occur in that fashion. It's, it's a controlled situation, uh, and one person will be identified as the administrator. And that person will be able to key in information and identify who all is allowed to key in information. But first, the, the program and, and who's involved, we have a general admin, two general administrators for the website for the data entry, uh, and they will be aware of, you know, who... Where are the programs? Who is who is putting in the data? And um, and again, you know how that's going to happen. Okay. So, Pat, if I'm a fire investigator, what what should I do? How do I become uh, involved in Y fires? Okay. Um, if you're a fire investigator and you're handling individual cases and you're not already coordinated with uh, a youth fire center program in your area. What you might want to do is go to the youth, uh, the com website, and it'll ask you to register. And you would register as an individual fire investigator from whatever fire department. With that, uh, up will come a, a list of where programs are. And maybe you're not familiar with a coordinated program in your area. Say, say you wouldn't be. If you see your city or your area identified, that means there is a program there. And that's when you can connect with whatever that program is to include your cases into what's being done already in your area. Okay, so I go to www.yfires.com. That's correct. And there is information there as a new investigator where I just go and register. Yes. When I register, the system will give me information back and tell me whether there's an existing program in my area. Correct. And if there isn't, somebody's going to communicate with me, I'm one of the administrators of the site. Okay. Correct. And as far as what you get out of it, the reporting that's going to come back out of it is going to be twofold. Uh, it's going to be, this is where, like for grant purposes or whatever, uh, you would be able to, they will, they will be creating some report by area eventually. And also... Because of the 19 uh, national data elements that they're collecting, maybe the only, the only thing you would be able to put in there 
for for your cases if you're if you're not part of a program or whatever uh you'd be able to put in those and, and anyone can do that just those 19 data elements that are nationally being collected so that you could go back in there and then you can extract the report the national report once the national reports are going to be uh put together okay so you're you're not only helping track what's going on in your area you're going to be able to get information that compares your area to other other places around the country. Correct. Okay. And that gets to uh, one of the questions that we were going to do you know, that I was going to ask you, which was about, you know, what happens down the road? What do you see coming out of this data that's being collected? And, and, and where do, what do you see for the future? Uh, a couple of things. Um, one, is, one of the things is we're going to get a better idea on the full scope of youth fire setting behavior in the country and the problems it's causing. Um, we are going to get a better feel for the dollar loss, deaths, and injuries caused by these fires. Um, it'll be much more comprehensive than what we're collecting right now uh, through the national data collection system. And the other thing that we're looking at, too, and, and perhaps this is the most important, is are we making a difference? You know, are we seeing recidivism uh, among among kids who are setting fires. Are we seeing, you know, some really successful outcome with the kind of interventions that are being provided? And do we need to look at something else? Do we need to provide some other kind of resources that we're not thinking about? Uh, I think that th there's going to be a whole lot of information that comes out of collecting this information. That's excellent, Pat, and thank you very much. I think understanding the problem and monitoring the changes is critical for fire prevention and uh, the effective intervention of youth who exhibit these behaviors. Wi-Fires gives uh, our audience another tool to effectively respond and uh, report what they find. And I think, as you said, there's going to be uh, some information that comes back to them that they'll all find useful in their areas down the road. I think that this is absolutely true, and uh, I am very grateful for the International Association of Firefighters and the assistance to firefighter grant program to USFA and FEMA and DHS because we have been trying to standardize some data collection across the country on youth fire setting for many decades. And uh, they were the ones who really pulled it all together and put it together in Wi-Fires. And, uh, and I just am very excited about this. And I think that uh, we'll see in the years to come that, that we really are going to have a better handle on, on what's out there. And uh, this is going to be of use to local communities and, and nationally. I get that. Um, I'm grateful as well uh, to the International Association of Arson Investigators because what we're doing here at CFI Trainer is not only uh, under their auspice, but funded by the same funding that you get from right. DHS and USFA. So uh, it's great when all of us come together. And I can tell you that the data that we collect, and I understand that the data you will collect, those are the things that people are looking at now to make a difference. Right. If we can't justify things, uh, we just can't create change. No, no. And, and you, the numbers have to be there. And it's just so difficult uh, to get all the agencies involved to really do a good job with the data collection. And I think that this is going to be a major assist to them. Well, thanks again, and we appreciate your time, Pat. You're very and uh, we uh, also just want to remind any of you again that's www.wifires.com, and you can go in and register and take a look for a program in your area. Thanks very much, Pat. Thank you very much. Now for the IWI News. 
there's a couple of important things happening in the IAAI right now. First of all, if you haven't registered for the Orlando 2016 ITC, it's about time you do so. You can go to www.iaaiitc.com. There's a promotional video up there that'll give you an idea of what's going on down in Orlando. And there's also information about the classes that are being held and anything you need to know about hotels or transportation. Again, that's www.iaaiitc.com, which is for the International Training Conference. The IAAI's website is at www.firearson.com. You can go there for general information. You can also pay attention to something on the left-hand column, and that's about voting. I know there's a lot of folks that are very interested in hearing what you think about new board members and new leadership for the IAAI, as well as changes that might be made to the bylaws. So make sure you go over there to the left side of the column, click on vote, and let your voice be heard here at the IAAI. That concludes this podcast. Stay safe. We'll see you next time on CFITrainer.net. For the IAAI and CFITrainer.net, I'm Rod Ammon.